Welcome to Recently Logged, where we're now just a Hamish Linklater fancast. It's midnight. <laughs> midnight mass, Micah. Uh, They're having mass at midnight. That's pretty crazy. That's It is pretty crazy, isn't it? I don't think anybody's ever done that one before. <laughs> well, uh, hello, guys. Uh, we're, we're recently logged. I'm Robbie. And I'm Micah. And yeah. Yeah. We talk about the movies. The movies. But not this time. <laughs> we're making the movie. But not this time, because we're talking about the limited series. <laughs> It's just a long movie, which is guys. just a seven and a half hour movie in reality. Which, uh, if they were, if they weren't <laughs> cowards, they would have just released it as a seven and a half hour movie. We yeah, watched it all at once, back to back. You, you literally wouldn't have to change anything. You just take out the cut to credits at the end. You can literally just cut to the title card chapters and call it a day. <laughs> we watched them back to back, like literally only like one twenty minute break in between. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, we're talking about we're talking about Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Uh, uh, it's a horror. It's the spooky. Thingy. It's spooky season. Spooky season. It's like three days till my birthday, which means spooky season. Is that is your birthday that scary? My yeah, it's that scary. In an existential sense. In an existential sense, <laughs> that October just becomes spooky season. October when my birthday yep. rolls around. So is April spooky season for me? No, no. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, Micah. But yeah, Mid- Midnight Mass, Netflix original uh, limited series. Indeed. Mike Flanagan. Mike you Flanagan. May, you may know him. He, he you directed might. stuff <laughs> Probably not like, personally. Uh, the Haunting limited series. Those, those are series. Well I think series, yeah, it's just plural. <laughs> so yeah, he did The Haunting of Hill House and of Bly Manor. Yes. He directed Dr. Sleep Dr. with Sleep. Ewan McGregor. Dr. Sleep, indeed. The Shining sequel thingy. <laughs> so I was I was excited to finally see something by him because I had actually never seen Yeah, I was about stuff. to say, this is our first Mike Flanagan thing, which Flanagan is a kind of dorky last name. But also kind of a cool last name. I don't know. But he did Oculus. Too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Oculus, actually. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, uh, Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass, that's what we're talking about. Uh, let's let's get into the basic facts, the stuff you need to know about it, yeah, Micah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Midnight Mass, as we established, is a Netflix original TV miniseries. Yes. It came out in 2021, like a couple weeks ago. The cow was about to take out like a few weeks ago it's as of recording. TV Ma. Or TV Ma. <laughs> wow. And it is seven hours and 30 minutes. Seven hours? Featuring seven episodes. That's crazy. Whoa. <laughs> It's cast here. Every day. since you mentioned cast earlier, why don't you do the cast? Okay, uh, Zach Guilford is the top build, and then uh, Hamish Linklater, second build, very much like his performance in this. <laughs> but we're gonna get to that later. Uh, Kate Siegel, uh, Annabeth Gish, uh, Michael Trucco, or Truco, I'm not sure. Uh, Samantha Sloan. Or slowing, Sloyan? I don't know how to pronounce that last name. <laughs> uh, Henry Thomas, and a bunch of other people as well. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I, I usually, uh, in the episode description, do like the top six or whatever. The, the IMDb description is an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after they arrive, uh, after they arrival. Oh yeah, that does say arrival. Yes. Of a charismatic <laughs> yes. and mysterious young priest. Wow, it's a lot of adjectives. <laughs> okay. It is written and directed, uh, by Mike Flanagan. Really? I thought I had a credited, uh, like a different credited writer. Oh, he writes for most of the episodes. He doesn't write every episode. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I, I didn't think he was like the sole writer These of the two, show. Um, Joyce wrote, Sherry uh, Josh, and Joe Teresa Sherry. Sutherland. Yeah, they both wrote it with him, but he's yeah. credited as a writer on every episode. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Midnight Mass. It is, Micah. How'd you know? <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. Well, I guess now we can get into what we thought about it, Micah. No, oh, not oh. our opinion. Not the opinion. No, no. <laughs> so, so, Micah. Yes. What did you think of the limited series Midnight Mass? What did I think of the non-spoilers, Micah? I figured. I figured. I figured. Okay. Opening opening thoughts will do a non-spoiler thing, but okay. as soon as we get into the main discussion, it'll probably have spoilers. All right, I can do that. I can do that. All right. So when <laughs> so so at the end, it was pretty crazy. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. So Midnight Mass. Uh, I was, I was expecting something different i guess like i don't know i was i was, I had very interesting expectations going into this have him having directed what he had directed i've never seen any of his work prior to this but i just didn't know what to expect out of like a weird religious horror <laughs> midnight mass catholic weirdness thing i had no idea it was gonna be a horror he, show he didn't know it was a horror it. show which i thought was I thought funny it was just gonna be a, like a drama like a religious drama <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was funny but this the show like very much surprised me with how much it takes care of its religious themes and its characters and how much it actually mainly focuses on all of like its characters and its moments and how well written all of that is. It's really, really well written. And because of its time frame, it has the time to do like these mass, like scaled character stuff. And it's just really impressive. And I really, really like it for that. It also just has a cool aesthetic. The cast is outstanding. The story is fun. Even though it's like, you know, it's pretty easy to see the end coming. <laughs> it's still really cool and satisfying to watch. Uh, the only elements that I don't like about it, I'll probably have to get into some with spoilers, but there are, like, a couple things here and there, some with the pacing in the beginning, but, like, other than that, like, I just really like this. It's beautiful looking, the music is great, the cast is great, the story is super impressive, like, I, I don't know what's not to like. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy, because I haven't actually seen, like, any overwhelmingly negative reviews of this yet right like it, like and i i know a lot of people uh, have seen I've it seen, and most seen, people love it i've seen one negative review oh no my god and it was that article that houston <laughs> oh the i'm the, an atheist the, and i'm an I watched atheist and midnight i watched mass. midnight mass and that uh the, the horror was supposed to be a, a relief from religion <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um but anyway uh uh, Midnight Mass. I very much enjoyed it. Um, 
as I said, I kind of didn't know a, a single thing about it going into it, and I think that's how everyone should experience it. I I, I believe that, Micah. I think that's just so funny. Like if you <laughs> see, like Netflix plasters their trailers everywhere. Micah, I never watched the trailer. And, and like, look at the poster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the poster looks a little spooky, but they're having a mass at midnight. What it do you expect? <laughs> September, October. Okay. Well, you know what? Just because I didn't pick up on the signals does not mean. <laughs> I, I enjoyed not knowing that it was going to be a horror thing Did you because ever even read the description. Then the horror elements, like when they came in, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool!" And it, they would have been cool regardless. But still, when the cats showed up, Ruby's eye, Ruby's mind was blown. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I literally when they went on the little island thing, I'm like, "This is a little spooky." Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh wait, some kind of albatross." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what did I think of Midnight Mass on the whole? I very much enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely been my favorite piece of media released in 2021 so far. Um, that's yes, pretty, but by, by quite a bit. Um, I don't know. It, it does a really good job of handling its large-scale character stuff, similar to how something like Battle Royale does it, but like stretched to seven hours. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, atmosphere is great uh the performances like the cast the main cast is amazing the main cast for this outstanding um i i don't know uh what else to say about it like it's well directed well shot the sound design is really good the score is great the way it utilizes music is really great um the way it handles all of its religious themes and stuff is also really great and it manages to maintain its entertainment value for seven hours and like (laughs) seven hours of a lot of monologue i know people have made fun of it for this (laughs) it is very easy to do but like it and it doesn't seem like it should work but it works so well in the show because 90 percent of the show is just people giving long emotional monologues to each other (laughs) i was about to say in a similar way to how zodi is just like long blocks of text kind of thing yeah, exactly. uh, it's kind of like that but it's instead of like uh, zodiac is more conversational than this is a lot of the time <laughs> it's it's funny though it re- they work though i in my opinion yeah I no really i think like it, it works really well because like i said they have a really talented main cast so it doesn't come off as like boring or imagine just dry if, imagine if this is like the cw get this script oh my gosh and they cast <laughs> if it, it like you change nothing about the script but if you had a like anyone like not like any, any even if it was just like a fine cast a mediocre cast it would be so boring <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, very much want to watch it again. We rewatched the first three episodes uh, yesterday in preparation for this. So yeah, it's good stuff. It's like three hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, and like just to add it on there, uh, Hamish Linklater is playing like. 3D chess with his bro. What is what is up with that? He his is, performances. He is killing it. Is one of my favorite performances I've seen in anything in a long time. I would legitimately just like go to church just to hear him do one of the monologues and <laughs> call it a day. He's so good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's let's get into the the actual meat now that you know our basic thoughts Spoiler about it, time, our opening baby. thoughts about it, if you will. Spoiler time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll see you there. 
Alrighty, Micah, do you have, do you have a question to kick Spoily, us off? Spoilies, spoilies. The spoilers. Spoilers. The spoilies. I just wanted to say one thing when we started, though, but it is very spoilery. Okay, if you don't want to have Midnight Mass spoiled for you, don't listen to the podcast anymore. Unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh... This is because this was like a, a thing that I didn't think would come up in questions very easily, but I did actually legitimately want to mention it. Okay. Um, as a spoilers vampire uh, <laughs> series, essentially. It is. No, it is. Like, it's, it's very, I think this is one of the coolest uses of like a vampire idea, a vampire concept in any piece of media I've seen. Oh, definitely. Um, taking a vampire and, like, having it discovered by, like, an out-of-his-mind priest. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, so cool. Yeah, no, it is. And, like, the way they use it on, like, the small island and the way it all progresses with, like, <laughs> the, the super-specific type of, like, oh really self-righteous, like, Christian kind of thing to get like a vampire story with <laughs> is like actually one of the, just the coolest ideas i've ever <laughs> yeah i was about to say other than something like uh you know hotel transylvania you got, you got a vampire running a hotel for monsters i think that's pretty cool <laughs> but uh just, just something too i forgot to mention this uh, i looked it up and i think this is like loosely based on another story by the same name. It kind of um, seems like its logic is, ba is based like, on Midnight Mass. There's a the book, book called Midnight Mass in which yeah. it's about vampires taking over, like, the world. And then somebody brings, like, and, and I didn't say this to Robbie, <laughs> but it's cowboys. Cowboys, cowboys? bring vampires <laughs> to this tiny island they find where there's this the cowboys drunk, find where the there's this drunk priest. Well, they're, cow they're called cowboys. <laughs> Apparently, they, they round up humans for the vampires to eat <laughs> that's funny but like in in concept <laughs> it seems to be like somewhat similar so i assume okay. that, that this version of midnight mass was slightly inspired yeah it's probably a loose adaptation of it that's kind of cool though literary adaptations are always odd because yeah. like usually uh for stuff like this anyway in this vein where it doesn't like it's not a adaptation of it directly it's uh, it's interesting what elements they grab from it yeah. especially with how weird midnight mass the book seems to be yeah cowboys <laughs> okay uh, but tell me midnight mass the only thing holding it back from being five stars is the fact that the vampire isn't gary oldman <laughs> That's all i'm saying okay but legitimately i do think the vampire design is kind of kind of underwhelming yeah, no, I agree with that. I get like 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 I feel like they should have leaned more into like you wanted him to be more e. You wanted him to be more like gothic vampire than uh, like even I want to like even that like that or like with how the show is going like make him like a biblical angel. I mean that would yeah that's what I was thinking um actually when the angel shows up well, angel quote unquote shows up in the church I was like you know if they if they had read the description of angels in the Bible they would it be doesn't like, look like a gargoyle man <laughs> they don't look like freaking gargoyles in a PS2 game come on that's that's what he looks like <laughs> um, but yeah man, no, no, I agree it's, it's not like a huge complaint i just was kind of saddened by the final like full on-screen reveal of him and he just kind of looks like a gray tall man with wings yeah he looks like a game of thrones thing or something like just kind of boring but you know yeah it doesn't look bad no it doesn't not look... even on like a 
effects level. No, I was about to say, I was going to uh, comment on the fact that the effects actually look pretty good. Huh? No, the visual effects throughout the show look really good, actually. Except so. for the, the one seagull, Micah. No, I didn't say it looked bad. I just said it was clearly not a real okay, seagull. Okay. It, it looked pretty real to me, Micah. Exactly. It's a good seagull. <laughs> All right. Well, um, okay. Do you have any questions? I do have a question for you, Micah. You have a question uh, for me. Do you ha- do you have a favorite episode? Do I figured, I figured have kick a us favorite off. Favorite episode. Yeah. I was actually going to look at the episode listing. Okay. Um, well, you got Genesis, <laughs> Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Um, I really liked Acts of the Apostles. Okay. That um, that yeah, that is a fun one. Uh, I liked. I think, like, uh, I feel like the latter half of the show ends up being my favorite. Yeah. Because I feel like gospel. No, that makes sense. I feel like gospel was like really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, this this show is really good because I do because <laughs> we just rewatched Genesis, Psalms, and most of Proverbs. Yeah. And those three episodes are really good. Like, there's some great setup going on, and like the early stages of all of like the Father Paul stuff mm-hmm. is great. Um, I agree. <laughs> so I think I think I would say I really like Proverbs and Lamentations too. <laughs> all of them. Mike is like I like all of them. <laughs> uh, Revelation was good. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's so hard to pick a favorite. Do you have a favorite? I do, and I, it's, it kind of seems like a cop out. But I was gonna pick Revelation as my favorite, yeah, just because it's it's so such good. a such a good catharsis for the whole show. It is. <laughs> It really is, but like I don't know. There, are, there's <laughs> it a feels kind of cheap, you know. There's a lot that I really like in the other ones too. Like I feel like it's the least sinister feeling of any of them. I will say. What revelation? Yeah, I suppose. And, so. and I think that's why I might lean more towards Acts of the Apostles because it's the last time in the show they really get to feel super sinister. No, yeah, that makes sense. I like... think it, I think it actively has the creepiest most disturbing stuff in the show which i wanted more of um <laughs> yeah no so, i get yeah, that i think i would probably ha- ha- gun to my head x of the apostles <laughs> <laughs> solid pick i respect it <laughs> uh do you have a question that you wanted to do mike do i have a question wow <laughs> uh what do you think of technical main character riley man um, as I said before, I think the main cast of this is really great. I think he gives kind of an understated performance, um, and I really enjoyed it, even though he kind of has a punchable-looking face. He does have a punchable-looking face. Um, what do I think of him as a character? Yeah, like, what do you think of his use I of a character? Because I do think it's rather unique. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting, uh, story to tell in, like, general, um, just because of how, like, sprawling it is. Um, and the fact that they do kind of give us a central character is interesting, because they didn't necessarily have to but they gave it to riley i think because um he's really like the thesis center of the story and he also um kind of jump starts the plot in a lot of ways like yeah he's a good he's a good um vessel for the audience to experience everything through because He's never he hasn't been to the island in like a few years, so it's a good excuse to give exposition yeah, I was about and to say, he, have character stuff start to rekindle with other people on the island. He is as close as you could be to an audience standing. Exactly. For the very fact that like he hasn't even been to the island in a while. Yeah. He's 
an atheist and as you would assume for like like a lot of yes. the a lot of the viewers of this like like no i'm saying that he's the he's the most blank slate he's the one who's asking the questions that end up leading to like like you said like exactly. the whole show yeah exactly um and because he hasn't been on the island but it's familiar to him excuse me familiar to him <laughs> yes it leaves a lot of nice easy segues for exposition that are like natural feeling like i said a lot of like um the exposition the exposition was a nice touch um and uh it really like i said it's a good excuse to jumpstart a lot of character growth um on the island because like obviously getting someone who used to live there back is gonna stir up stuff yeah exactly like he it's a good way to catalyze the plot, is all we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the fact, though, because like, this is one of the big things I wanted to mention with his character. What do you think of the fact that he, like, dies a good bit before the final, of, <laughs> like, the finale of the show? I don't even think. Is he alive in Acts of the Apostles? I thought he dies in Acts of the Apostles, doesn't he? I don't he? think so. No? no, the end of Acts of the Apostles is at Oh, mass. right, 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 yeah. Is that the Midnight Man? <laughs> um... What do I think of where his death is in the show? Yeah, I like, think what it's... do you think of the use of his death as a character? Like, because that's what I think was most interesting about him as a quote main character, is that like a good like two episodes <laughs> before the end, he's dead. <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting. I I haven't I hadn't given it much thought actually, because obviously like his character was done growing, and that the, like he he had gotten his his piece and whatnot. Yeah, but. I don't know. I, I don't really know if I have a opinion on it, really. What do you What do you think about it, Mike? I, I mean, I, I agree. I thought it was just an interesting choice, but I think it leaves the finale of the show in an interesting spot. And, and it's actually one of the criticisms I'll have of the show. Okay. Is that dropping him as a main character, uh, like, like killing him off, essentially, was a good... Like, I think it was a good decision. I think it's a great catalyst for the end. Yes, it is. But at the same time, I think they should have had to, to change something up about the way the end of the story was presented for it to really work as well for me. Because I think that's one of my biggest problems with the show, is that the ending stuff, the way it's presented on a filmmaking and story writing level, is not how I would want it to be. Like, it's just really? not as together in the way that I'd want it to be. Hmm. I want it to be a more, like, grandiose thing for everybody involved, and yet most of the time it's just not... That's true. It doesn't feel very grand. And you lose your main grounded character characters. So now you're following uh, essentially the three uh, non-insane female side <laughs> characters. And, like, they're fine. But it, it's just not the same from a character storytelling standpoint. And it kind of leaves me with a, with a not as good of a taste in my mouth as I would prefer. You know, I actually think that that's an interesting point. I hadn't thought about it up till now. Because um, it makes total, like, it makes complete sense from the fact that his arc was over. Like, yeah, no, he, his I was about character to say, used his character, is great. Exactly, yeah, his character was done. But his role that he was serving as the kind of audience, like, bridge between us in the weirdness of the show... It just once that's gone, we don't really have like a single person to just kind of hook into, you know. Yeah, and as much as I even liked the chemistry between like the three 
like, yeah, female yeah. characters that we follow. Um, like, it just wasn't quite the same from a storytelling standpoint. No, and it and makes it, sense because it, the show initially gives us him to kind of latch on to. Yeah, and, like, a lot of the stuff at the Midnight Mass. <laughs> the Midnight um, Mass, trademark. <laughs> That was like, and I, and I know I put this as like my favorite episode, ex, like Axis <laughs> but like it was, and I do still really like it. That's the, don't, don't get me wrong. I still really like all of the stuff. It's just, yeah. but um, like just the way the filmmaking and writing specifically was pulled off for like, especially the mass scene was kind of sad to me. Not bad. Okay. I still really liked it. Yeah. But it just didn't quite work the way i wanted you know i wondered i had i had kind of had a big question mark as to why the uh final two episodes didn't seem to pack quite as much punch they still had a lot of the like brilliant screenwriting stuff a lot of the character work was still great the performances were still great and i was i was like kind of wondering like why does it feel a little less that has like less of a oomph than the other ones, but I think that is wise. Yeah, and you're kind of losing your and anchor. And I think that's kind of not like I. I think it's actually kind of a fault of the show in some extent, because when he does die, mm-hmm. and like like that scene, and when he gives the letters to everybody, and like the letter to to Pruitt or Paul with the dust and dust we Monsignor. shall return. Monsignor. Monsignor. <laughs> uh, like, that that moment was so sick. Like, it when really he opens was. up the letter and it's like, we are all dust and to dust we shall return. You're like, yes! <laughs> Would have stood up and applauded. <laughs> um, and, and you have that, like, raw momentum that mm-hmm. the show builds up with the death of his character. Oh, yeah. But then we have two more episodes. Oh, it very episodes. much feels like a climax, yeah. We have two more episodes. <laughs> and that's the thing. Um, and they're hour-long episodes. I was about to say, you have two more hours after that. Like uh, Just the runtime of a whole other movie after that. Um, Interesting. Which, which, again, those two episodes, I think, are really good. Oh, man. <laughs> they're two of the most beautiful episodes in the whole show. But I think together as a show, it did, like, kind of disconnect a little bit for me. Yeah. That's one of the biggest criticisms no, I'll, I'll, I have. I'll agree sure. with that. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's, <laughs> that's all you a, need to that's know. All we're, we're done. Everything <laughs> else is perfect. <laughs> Thank you, you guys. Do you have another question, though? Um, yeah. Who was your favorite... Uh, in in the main cast, who was your favorite like performer, actor, actress? <laughs> I was just curious. Ruffy, we've There's a, a lot of good we've, ones. We've, so. estab- we've established. <laughs> we've established. Oh yeah, I guess we kind of already. Mister Mister Reverend Pruitt, Father Monsignor. Paul Monsignor, sir, was like his performance. My goodness, is, I I cannot state enough how captivating he is i don't i don't understand how he did it and and i really do love like and and that's the reason i wanted to watch the beginning of the show again because i mean it's seven hours it's long you kind of lose and you want to rewatch some of the beginning to really get a lot of it i'll rephrase my question Um, then why why is his performance great like (laughs) so like when when we watched the first three episodes and the introductions to his characters and stuff like you're just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and like even when he's framed as a hundred percent like a good guy, it's just some like like some shady practices or something. Shady practices. You don't know what he's doing. 
Like, obviously, he frames him as shady. Yeah. Uh, it's just so interesting because the actor gives such a likable performance, such a caring, like, normal-feeling performance. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, so cool to watch the show. And that's what I think is one of the most cathartic parts of the show. And I, and I will say it's one of, again, one of my least favorite elements of the ending, which I, I keep criticizing the ending, <laughs> but I think it is one of the only problems. No, I the ending is it. definitely uh, where a lot of its problems shine through, um, unfortunately. As much as I like the character a lot, I did feel like the kind of redemption thing at the end was kind of underwhelming. Obviously, he's not, like, he doesn't get redemption, but he feels, like, terrible for everything, and he's like, please forgive me, to his uh, his his lover. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, like, I felt that was kind of sad. I wanted him to fully commit, and I get I get what they were going for. I don't know, maybe I would just... I was about to say, Micah... He's just he's just disillusioned now. Yeah, all I know he's disillusioned. He, he wasn't he's not, evil. He's not evil. <laughs> he wasn't acting with malice. My Bev God. takes that role. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say that's not his role that he he plays in the entire like screenplay. I just kind of wish he actually like probably would have like died or something while still being as disillusioned as he was. But yeah, no, I was gonna bring it up because having him be like someone who cares obviously so deeply about the island from like day one yeah, i think no. i think the choice of having it be like someone who has been on the island for like years Longer and years than like anybody decades else. they established yeah, pretty exactly. early on in the show that he's been that he was like monsignor on the island from before most of them were born and it's just it's such a brilliant stroke to me to have it be that way because like now even like if people found out they would obviously trust him to an extent because they had yeah, known him for so exactly. long when, when the three people find mm-hmm. out that it's you know, Monsignor. I, been, I was about to say, it would have been so, like, laughably unbelievable if he had people following him, like, from, like... No, and it's... And if it's there a, was just some random guy. And, and making him be, like, disillusioned, like, mm-hmm. that is a brilliant moment of his character writing, because, like, again, he cares so much, mm-hmm. and he still is very convicted by what he believes, personally. Exactly. So you have these scenes, especially, like, later on... That's what makes him um, so compelling, when he's man. When he's getting as... Uh, hungry as he is <laughs> and and getting really in rough condition from that uh like how compelling watching him on screen like even just like giving his sermon stuff exactly how compelling that is watching him on screen and even when he like um kills and eats joe <laughs> yeah like that's such a compelling scene even though you're like oh this is creepy <laughs> because of the way his character is done you're like whoa <laughs> yeah no it's it's pretty great i was I, it, he's just he's got to be one of my favorite characters just like ever <laughs> and like just the out, history of ever <laughs> shout out to the the uh like his flashback confessional scene. i was literally about to say that i was like can we talk about how great the confessional like exposition Reveal backstory stuff backstory. oh my gosh that's so it's good. some it's honestly some of my favorites i could have just taken an entire movie of that and like and like <laughs> i know it's such a small little detail but the wood carving thing mm. of like showing like that's Beautiful. so cool like who <laughs> Who, who just decided to do that 
that's so cool <laughs> exactly <laughs> like and it's so small it does it hardly matters no it, it wouldn't change anything if it w- wasn't there but it's so cool and that's the sign of a of good film. <laughs> just the fact that they're doing stuff because it's cool and it doesn't detract anything <laughs> exactly um, my goodness man so so as a question though uh what do you think of kind of the beginning mystery side of it because it really mystery. does start itself out as kind of a mystery contemplative horror okay what do, what do i uh, how do, do you i think what do you it mean? handles its mystery like because it introduces a lot of epi- like a lot of mysteries in the first two things i suppose the so dog, there are a lot of question marks the dogs the cats the albatross <laughs> a lot of animals <laughs> <laughs> a mysteriously tall man. <laughs> mysteriously tall man and on a beach in a fedora. Uh like sheriff man. Like what do you what do you think of, of all of that side of things? Um, I think I kinda like wanted it to feel a little more mysterious than it does in a lot of ways. Um it really just feels it, it's really a lot more focused on its characters yeah. than it is like the mystery side of it. Yeah, cause I put that in my review actually. It's like I wanted it to be very mystery. I wanted Joel from The Last of Us uh, <laughs> costume design sheriff. <laughs> and before you're like, what the heck is he talking about? According to Robbie, I'm getting my information. Well, from that was on the IMDb trivia uh, page. <laughs> the creators, and you said the actor too. Yeah, right? I was about to say the actor they and loved the director. Joel from yeah. The Last of Us. <laughs> so they made his costume based, like his costume stuff so, based off of Joel. <laughs> Man, that guy's performance is so good too. Um, <laughs> um, but what what did I think of the mystery? Um, I think it's just mysterious enough to keep you like engaged, but not like it's obviously not the show's main concern. Yeah. Um, it's it's way more focused on its character stuff, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it does kind of leave me a little hungry for like something a bit more mysterious to be happening. Yeah, I think the way it presents the whole show at the beginning mysteriously, but yet still doesn't really hardly want to be a I was mystery. about to say life it kinda just seems like, oh yeah, there's something kind of mysterious. I wonder what's gonna happen, and then it just kinda moves on. <laughs> uh, I, but but one of the things I was actually kinda disappointed about watching it too. Um mm-hmm was just the fact of how underused the sheriff is. And yeah, he's not, that's he's not true. super underused. He's in a lot. He's no, got screen time. He's one of the more prominent um, of the side character, quote-unquote, characters. But I feel, like, I feel like he was almost written in there, and I don't know, this may sound bad to somebody, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but I feel like he was almost written in there just to be kind of a a tool in the story like he was your middle eastern different religion character of the story just to have one because they they underused his character development so much that he pretty much had yeah everybody on the the island was racist and terrible towards him and Mm -hmm. his religion um but like there's not really much else there he gives like the monologue about the whole after 9-11 thing yeah i was about to say you don't really get to know him super duper well until after um like in the last two episodes yeah and that and that makes me sad it bothers me a little bit because he was one of my favorite characters in the first couple episodes exactly yeah no i wanted more of him in his vibes (laughs) his scenes are really good i love the scene with him and the school and bev Mm -hmm. that's a great scene (laughs) 
But I did feel kind of like weird about the character too, because I felt like to some extent he was kind of there just to be your different religion, different race. Yeah, no, he definitely, character. he's definitely there. He, I think the reason it feels like that is just because he is so not very much used in the plot until the end. Like he, I think he's written perfectly fine. No, yeah. But he just, it just comes off like that because they don't put him into the story as much. Which plays a, plays into that kind of. I was already sad that there wasn't much of a mystery, and I wanted, I wanted like, <laughs> I wanted just like some background scenes. Give me like, make it eight hours, make it eight hours, <laughs> and and use that thirty minutes, only thirty minutes in total, to just give me some sheriff investigating scenes. The, the ten three minute scenes, Micah. <laughs> Yes. Scattered across. Yes. Go for it. <laughs> Just do that for me. <laughs> Man, that would have been pretty good though. But yeah, like um there are there are other characters like that as well that just don't get as much time, like the one boat mechanic guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like, they're just not used as yeah, much until it, the finale. And again, it's not even. That I don't much think. Of I don't a, think they're underwritten. Yeah. I was it's not. Say. It's not really a problem as much as it is like. Uh, it just kind of makes me sad. Exactly. Um, the characters are good enough that we just wanted to see more. Exactly. Because <laughs> like what it does, and I and I commend it for what it is, because because it commits fully to kind of only focusing things around the specific stuff it wanted to tell. It's very well written, very good conflict. I was about to say this could have this could have been way longer if it wasn't as focused. Um and I and I fully commend it for being as focused on that. It, it sacrifices some more horror elements it could have done, mm -hmm. more grandiose elements it could have done, more mystery elements it could have done, and I would have loved all of those things. <laughs> but it, it it it's not necessary. It's yeah. not for the story. That would just be for me. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Hill House now because it's like a full on horror movie. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. Well, I mean, it's not a movie. Well, it's a limited movie. series. It's a long movie. Oh no. Uh, but yeah, like these 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 quote criticisms of mine really were just things because i think it's so good exactly that i just wanted more of it it, it leaves you it leaves you hungry for more but not always in a good way <laughs> yeah not always in a good way but on the whole a yeah, good way i'm on the whole a good way i like i said in my uh, initial review on letterbox that i could have watched seven more hours of it right and it and it went by so fast it really so did. we watched this like like i said we watched this all in one day and that day went so fast. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't wake up till like ten thirty or something, so it makes sense. But... Well, yeah, no, not like like that side of things. But I'm saying like <laughs> the show, yes, like it just breezed by. There was never any, even in the beginning, when you feel a little bit. I was supposed to say I don't even remember like a lull in the show, really. Even in the beginning, which 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 is one of the reasons why you kind of feel like there needs to be some mystery because that's kind of the catalyst for the beginning mm -hmm. of the show. Yeah. Um. Even in the beginning, when you kind of lose some of your mystery elements it doesn't it never feels boring it never feels say, slow no. it never is never boring even on a rewatch those first three episodes in fact i think they were probably more interesting on a rewatch no those first three episodes yeah no i um, would i would agree with that because it's it is one of those shows where at the end of the day it does have a mystery twist thingy in it so rewatching <laughs> it is rewatching it is very cool crazy <laughs> Uh, I have another question, though. Uh, right. What do you think of the character of Bev Key? Bev, um, she is really good, actually. Right. <laughs> um, like 
it's one of those characters where like while they're on screen like you just want to punch them in the face no I but th- like in a good way yeah i think I, I was gonna i was gonna say i think she is one of like the most effective antagonists that pure flicks movies take need to take a note out of. i know make your antagonists this not some random non-christian character it's a, it's a good it's a good criticism of like what's wrong with uh, catholicism and the culture surrounding it and and, Very I, much like and I mean that. it's it's something that that runs into Christianity as a whole, which yeah, is yeah. why I really I, it really resonates with me. I mean, if if you didn't know, we're both Christians. Didn't didn't preface and, the and episode with saying that we're Christians. Kids. Oh no! Um, but but it is very interesting having grown up in the church and everything. How accurate a lot of the criticisms of the church, even even though it, I'm far from Catholic. <laughs> Yeah, um, let's say I think we've been to a Catholic uh, mass one time. One time, and, and I did not like ooh. it. <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. Yeah, exactly, not for me. No major criticisms <laughs> that, uh, but like how accurate and how scarily accurate Bev of a character is. Yikes. This, 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 like uh, What's-Her-Face says, it's a certain brand of self-righteousness. My goodness, man. <laughs> Bev, Bev in the final two episodes, like I said, there's really it's really a paradigm shift in the final two episodes. A lot of the characters that might have been more background really come to the forefront. Yeah, no, it really is. And she is, take, she is fantastic in those. You take Bev and... Why did I just lose her name? Who? Aaron, yes. Bev and Aaron become the two main focuses, mm-hmm. really, and yeah. uh, Riley's dead. Well, it's because and... uh, Aaron really kind of takes Riley's place in the show as, like, our main person. Yeah. So Riley's dead, and then Monsignor is like, <laughs> mm, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe eating everybody wasn't the solution. <laughs> Don't worry, Micah. They they come back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, and I think that shift is really cool for for Bev's character, especially because mm-hmm. throughout the entire show, she is like the the quote evil presence of the show. <laughs> she stays bad the entire show. Yes, um, and that kind of escalation to like you said to the end is so cool for her character. Mm-hmm. I. Dude, I still love the, what are you going to do? Shoot me? I'm going to get up in five minutes. We have we five, have five minutes. minutes. <laughs> uh, this show is so much fun, too. I think that's kind of understated. It's a lot of fun. No, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, the performances kind of lend themselves to that. Like, I, I think any movie with really great, like, really fantastic performances is just so much fun to watch. Like, There Will Be Blood, I get so much enjoyment out of just because Daniel Day-Lewis is absolutely destroying the role. Like Daniel Day-Lewis, it. Midnight Mass, double feature, Rebby. I honestly, or, there will be blood, I honestly Mass, almost feature. put it as a double feature on my... I'm your, making a double feature list. Your longest double feature. That would easily... <laughs> but I was like, you know what? It's not. It's not a feature-length film. It's not a feasible double feature no. either. Nobody's gonna. Do no that. one's gonna do that. But just great performances with religious undertone movies. <laughs> that's that's the that's the, the theme. Feature. That's the double feature. <laughs> also, just shout out to shout out to I guess like episode two. I think it was. Um, I don't know which one you're talking. That about. had a flashback to like. Or flash forward, I should say, through one of Riley's Ooh, dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the of the church. That might have even the, been episode one. I'm with not the sure. blood all over. Yeah, that yeah. was so sick on a rewatch. Indeed. I like, like I, I remembered it from the first thing, but I never <laughs> pieced it together. But it's like the exact same shot 
and that's so cool. <laughs> it was very, very cool. Yeah, Riley's character, I actually am a really big fan of. Oh, yeah, like I said, I, I'm, I, it, but like we, we've said many, for many some, times, for it some really reason, prioritizes its characters. For some reason, though, I'm going to say this because I don't really have a whole lot to right, back it up. I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, but, I, but like, discuss. Uh, I don't really like Aaron's character that much. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> it's, a, it's a finely written character. But for some reason, I do not personally like Aaron's character that much, and I don't know why. Um, I think it comes off as a little forced, a lot of the stuff that she does, just yeah. because, like, um, Riley is kind of, like, the stand-in for the audience, and their relationship just seems kind of, like, we don't have the full, like, connection that he has to her, you know? I, I think it comes off it's just like, kind of... It's like Tifa and Cloud in Final Fantasy. Exactly, yeah. It just comes off like, oh, yeah, like, that's cool. Like, obviously we care, but, like, not not as deeply as I wish I cared. I said it's like Tifa and Cloud in Final Fantasy VII, and Remy's like, exactly. No, well, not exactly, obviously. But uh, but a similar, similar problem is probably what I'd cite as that. Because, like, I never found myself getting, like, super duper invested in her no yeah that's that's my thing and 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 that's like a lot of the things i've previously said about the ending mm -hmm. uh not working as well can kind of be traced to me not really being connected as attached yeah i was about to say i never really found myself connecting to her i connected to the doctor lady more yeah exactly i would i would have rather her take the main <laughs> place um but uh like yeah i wouldn't have i wouldn't have minded if like aaron <laughs> would have died early <laughs> i said i said i connected to the doctor lady i didn't even remember her name i don't remember most of the names of the characters in this there's joe no paul, i literally riley. just remember like paul i had to look up aaron and and riley that's it like, like that's literally the only two character oh, names bev. see i didn't even remember bev you had to tell me that my guess <laughs> Yeah, no. But yeah, no, I I definitely think that that's one of its problems, which, like I said, really all of the problems that you seem to have with it and that I seem to have with it come back to just that shift in the final two episodes. Not everything clicks totally, but it yeah, still works it still really works well. extremely well, way yeah. better than you'd think it would. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does. It does have like it lacks that oomph. It's not quite perfectly written, nope. which I think at four and a half is a very. I gave it four and a half, I should say, and I yeah, think that's so a very, I. a very fair rating for it. I don't think I'd ever give it five. But no, I, think I don't four, think I'd give I think it five. four is too low for the. <laughs> See, I don't know. I was I was going between a four and a four and a half, but I'm like, you know what? It really handles its religious stuff really well. Um, it, but Ravi, you can't give it a four when Monsignor is here. That, yeah, exactly. That is really the performances that sent it over for me to, to a nine instead of an eight. It's good stuff. But yeah, is there anything else um, you want to add specifically? I'm trying to think of any other details because that's actually like the main thing. Like I, I really like most of the show, and th those are really the only problems I have with it. Um, last thing that I was like wanting to discuss actively. Um, what do you think of when it does dip into horror? What do you? Th how do you think it's handled in the show? So. Interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, actually. I was about to say, we haven't really talked much about how it's, like, mostly a drama, but then it, it so turns it's a, horror. It's a, quote, horror show, right? Yes. Um, there is lots of horror stuff in it. 
and lots of horrifying stuff, Micah. I will say, like I said, in like with the with the ma- the midnight mass scene itself, it midnight doesn't mass. go quite as horrifying in its filmmaking as I would like. But I do like fair, yeah. for the most part throughout the rest of the show mm-hmm. how well it handles like all of its horror stuff My in the goodness, side. Like man. it's so well introduced that scene, into that scene in the cave, and- Micah. The, the initial vampire really scene. Good. Oh my gosh! And dude, like it's the scene amazing. where Bull dies, and yes. like there's like like the horror yes. up until that's and and I think that's what bothers me about the midnight mass scene itself is like you you have this really good drama happening and mm-hmm. kind of like a build up and a build up and you get these horror moments that are really cool and you're like yeah i was about to say even the jump scares work so well in this yeah and you're like you're like feeling yourself build up to the midnight mass mm-hmm. and it is still disturbing like i wanted it to be obviously like obviously especially when everybody like like when people actively start to drink the the murder juice um, <laughs> the murder juice well it was the it was the, <laughs> the, 10, 1080, the 1080 stuff. The 1080 they poison. actively yes. start. No, drinking, I know what it was. They actively the start drinking gym. poison. Like that. That's disturbing. But like at the same time, it wasn't quite as. I, I don't even know. Like I know how I would have filmed that scene. I think like the, like the midnight mass. No, sequences. it's not. I, it's not hard for me to imagine a better version of the midnight mass sequence. But like I still think the one we got was pretty good. Yeah, like I wanted something that would like play up, like like be a big grandiose thing, a, a culmination. I mm-hmm. wanted it to play up the gospel music. I wanted it to play up the filmmaking it had previously used in the church. That was one of my like like they kind of. When all of it happened, they filmed it more from an Aaron perspective. Yeah. Instead of what I think would have been smart filming it, like they filmed. All yeah, the other I was about to say scenes. if they'd have used if they'd used some of the cinematic language from previous church scenes, that would have been pretty cool. And, <laughs> and done filmed it in that same like like rever is it irreverent or reverent? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> that same kind of respectful way of the church filming it while all of these horrifying things are yeah, happening. Yeah, that would have been really dope, actually. While, like, some loud gospel choir music was playing, <laughs> and it did, like... I, I know exactly exactly how I Micah, would have filmed you, you, this. You just need to storyboard it and post it. That's all you need to do. Uh, I think it would have been a little bit cooler, a little bit more effective, and a little bit more of a good, like like a, a grand shift to the end than what we get, which is played a little bit more like they wanted it to be more personally horrifying. Like they wanted to show it from a more human side. Yeah, of I was things. about to say yeah. But I don't think that worked as well for me personally. Because yeah. they film like from the audience no, where the fair. three of them are sitting and people around them start drinking poison and like that's a cool element. Kinda like that Cloverfield in your personal space kind of horror. I was about to say the fact that I found the most disturbing scene to be like the initial uh first kill with um Monsignor in the in his little like house. <laughs> that I found that scene way more disturbing than like the yeah, mass the, when he killed. Yeah, the midnight you're mass when he yeah. killed Joe, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, when he that killed scene Joe. is more disturbing. I found that done. way more disturbing because it 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 doesn't take the as filmmaking much. respects exactly. It. Yeah, exactly. It seems to have more of a revenance towards it. It, it it knows that it's supposed to be like this big moment, and it's the first time you mm-hmm. see um, Some... Monsignor do something actively bad. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> man, it's 
great stuff. Yeah, that's that's my only criticism of the horror element. I was of about it, to say all, all of the. I, I think all of the nighttime stuff is really cool. Yeah, too. is that I personally can picture something that I would like better for the final like midnight mass yeah. scene. And, like, with the title of the show being Midnight Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted it to be so much better. Because, like, the stuff after it, I think, is really well done, too. Like, like the stuff with Bev kind of leading the charge of all of the, the zombie people, I mean, the vampire people. <laughs> and, like, even the scenes of them going around town and, and, like, killing everybody, I think that's really well done. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, like, kind of I would that. Agree that after moment of like even like them being like i think i just ate my mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i like it's goofy as that what i actually really liked that stuff mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool and how like they all kind of realized how horrifying the stuff they had just done was yeah um i thought that was sick um but at the same time that kind of lead into all of that i feel like it should have been like a big build and then explode into all of this and then we wrap up at sunrise. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, that sunrise. <laughs> some top 10 sunrises in cinema, I think. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Yeah. Sheesh. I still love the show. <laughs> I hate talking about stuff on here that I like <laughs> that I do have problems with because I end up talk, like trying to find the specific problems, which is the point. Yeah. We're trying to criticize here. But, like, I feel like it comes off like I don't like this, but I still really I love know, this right? show. I know, right? I always, like, apologize at the end of every episode. I'm like, I feel like we just said a bunch of negative stuff about it, and we were, like, 9 out of 10. <laughs> but, no, I really do love this. I think, I think except for these, and, and at the end of the day, these are small things. Except for these small things, mm-hmm. I think this show is pretty darn close to perfect. Yeah, yeah um, I would agree. And and I do think like it looks really visually appealing, and like the the, the craft of the story weaving together. Yeah, the that's what does, I was saying. This is what makes it so impressive. Exactly. At the end of the day, yeah, it's it's the same. Like I said, I brought up battle royale earlier. It just reminds me of that in a lot of ways because just the sheer scale of the character work is very impressive. Yeah, but I I think I'm. Yeah, no, that, was, that sounds good to me. Uh, go watch Midnight Four Mass Midnight on Netflix. Uh, very good. If you want to, uh, if you're old enough to. If you're old enough to. We have mentioned that it is very disturbing. Uh, there's quite a bit of profanity in it as well, yeah. so uh, 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 heed heed our warnings. <laughs> um, but but especially, uh, like, from, and, and call me crazy here, but I do not agree with everything that it comes to a conclusion to religiously, obviously. Well, yeah, no. Um, but I do think this is great for essentially Christians to watch as a very solid criticism of oh, religion in general. No, I would say anyone church. who's come into contact with religion in a major way in their life should probably watch this. Yeah, no, I think it's great for that. Again, I don't fully agree with its a conclusion. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't, I, I didn't I was, go into it expecting Yeah, I wasn't to. I wasn't going That's into this what being, I came like, for. being like, oh, I can't wait to see my uh, beliefs about the universe and the world affirmed on screen, baby. Heck it, heck, it came a lot more around to like good religious I know, discussion right? than I thought it would. I had it's no wild. idea what the religious stuff in it was going to be hand- like. Oh, man, it handles, it handles it so it well. So well. Um, so, good yeah. stuff. But yeah, watch good, it. Yeah. Good. Very good. Good good thing. Watch it all in one day. Watch the good thing. I would actually, I would recommend watching it all in one day if you can. I feel like it would be kind of weird if we wouldn't have watched it all at once, right? Uh Like, like when we stopped it, I was like, oh. 
<laughs> when we were doing like the quote rewatch, we obviously weren't going to watch all seven and a half hours with how late we started. Yeah, we like... started it like pretty late. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's good. It, it is a good thing. Uh, and now we can move on with our lives. Yes. Uh, I really hope they release this physically. Yes. I want to buy a physical because they do some of like the Netflix originals with physical releases, like yeah. Stranger Things. I was about to say I have the first two the, seasons of Stranger. Things. I think the Haunting miniseries got there. Yeah, uh, no, I I know at least release. Hill House has one. Um, so I'm hoping this gets one because I will be buying it. Yes, I will very. <laughs> much, I will buy this in a heartbeat. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, let's get into our what we watched segment. Let's do it. All right, so the What We Watched <laughs> segment, for those of you who don't know, is whenst we go on to our Letterboxd, a social media platform for reviewing and logging films, mm-hmm. and we talk about the things that we watched in between episodes. What? So, what? That's so crazy. <laughs> it's about the stuff we've recently, recently logged. logged. If you can even believe it. <laughs> so we're starting at the 27th, since that was right after our Over the Garden Wall episode. Indeed it was. So, uh... Uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. What did we watch, Remy? Uh, we watched very first first time after Over the Garden Wall. First thing was Stanley Kubrick's 1956 film, The Killing. Yes, The Killing. Somebody, somebody died. <laughs> somebody somebody was killed, Micah. Somebody was somebody was killed. <laughs> uh, it was it was fine. The filmmaking was all really good, but I didn't. I didn't really like the movie itself. Like, the actual... I felt like the movie wasn't really doing much of anything. It wasn't very effective as a noir to me. Well, it's not really a noir. Well, that kind of I guess. I mean, it is, in in a way, in a certain sense. I just appreciated how like cold and calculated it is like it, that's something kind of rare especially for a 50s movie yeah i don't know i gave it three and a half because like the filmmaking is super solid oh and the gosh. cast does a really great job the editing's really good the editing's good like like yeah all that's good i the just didn't e- the personally ending too micah no i see i didn't like the ending i love the ending i i didn't really like any moment of the story which is why i didn't give it any higher it's got such a great sense of dramatic irony too micah like the entire film. That's true. <laughs> it's great stuff. It's it's my least favorite Kubrick film that I've seen so far, but I still gave it a nine out of ten. <laughs> um, then I watched. Oh wait, you watched. Something. I watched something, Micah. Something uh, rather spooky, if you will. Scary. Stuff. I didn't realize how scary this was gonna be. Too. Um, I watched the Adventures it's, of Ichabod and Ichabod, Mr. Toad. Ruby. Um, Ichabod Cray. Ichabod and Mr. Toad. It was a 40s Disney animated double feature thing. Very odd, very strange. Um, the animation was really good. Some good slapstick here and there, but uh, overall just kind of underwhelming in a lot of ways. The atmosphere was great, though. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about all I have to say about it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Nice. Indeed. Then we watched, or rather rewatched, The Thing, the John thing. Carpenter's 1982 The Ooh. Thing, uh, which I accidentally purchased on 4K. Mike's like, whoopsie daisy, <laughs> accidentally bought John Carpenter's The Thing in 4K. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, wanted, I, I wanted it, but I didn't mean to purchase it at that moment, wow. but it was only $8. Not and and it, looks, good, it, looks, it looks slick in 4K. Indeed it does. I very much like this movie. Kind of kind of love it. I gave it four and it's a half one stars. Of my, one of my favorite horror movies, it's man. Not, it's not quite a five star for me. I, I have um, five, but it is, But it is one of my favorite <laughs> horror movies of all time. Very, the, very good. My goodness, man. 
the cast. You're gonna talk about atmosphere. <laughs> the atmosphere. You take you take this. And I, and I will stand by. Uh, <laughs> I saw this thing on Twitter that was like, uh, it was an article posted by Screen Rant. I think oh, that no. was like <laughs> top 15 movies without a single female character. <laughs> and the only thing I thought of was the. <laughs> I mean, it is a great movie. <laughs> I, t- I told this to to my girlfriend while I was watching it. I was like, there's I feel no- like I feel like there's no female characters because if there were, then half the problems would go. <laughs> then people would be like, oh wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be absolute idiots. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> I gave it a, yeah a four and a half. Very much like the thing. I gave it. A, a, I already said five out of five. Good, very good. One of my favorite horror films of all time. And then what did you watch, Ruby? Then I watched uh, Fritz Lang's. Uh, noir classic the 1944 film the woman in the window featuring a woman in a window featuring the woman in the window micah there she is she you can see it in the window right she's there. right there <laughs> she's in the window um Ruby, what if it was all a dream <laughs> i was about to say spoilers for fritz lang's the woman in the window it was all a dream <laughs> um yeah this is spoiler warnings on movies that came out this in 1944 is, this is a wild movie man like just just weird um definitely fritz lang's worst that i've seen i adore you only live once and m is a masterpiece m is a masterpiece m you stands only, for you masterpiece only, you only live once is kind of eh, i loved you only live once but m is a masterpiece um yeah women in the window just kind of comes off as like just a watered down version of a good fritz lang movie like all of the script elements are there for it to be very Fritz Lang-y, um, but it just feels like maybe studio interference or something made it a lot more toned down than it should have been. Um, yeah, no, it, it wasn't it wasn't very good. Uh, it had a lot of solid noir stuff, um, but other than that, like the filmmaking is still good. It's Fritz Lang. He knows how to make a movie, <laughs> um, but from a script perspective, all the characters are pretty boring. Um, a lot of its narrative tension is really just not there when they're not in actual physical danger. Um, yeah, I, I had a, quite a few problems with sure, it. And I'm sure that's only worsened by the fact that it's all a dream. Exactly, yeah, and it's all a dream, which I, I don't know, I don't mind that ending. It was fun, I guess, but like, it doesn't really vastly change my opinion on a lot of the stuff earlier in the movie so but then we watched cinema i gave it a six out of ten but then we watched we cinema. did watch cinema i just got a hankering for some cinema we, so we watched we the rewatched cinema. speed racing um, yes it was my first rewatch so it was the second time i had seen it the wachowski's 2008 um, speed racer and man is speed racer so good <laughs> it, it has finally re-entered my top four favorites it's of all time so good like, it's, it's amazing. They get chills from so much of the movie. It's genuinely so. I I mean, I grew up on Speed Racer for the most part. It wasn't like a huge part of my childhood, but I read the books. I watched some of the anime. I yeah. played the games. I grew I up only, on Speed I Racer. only played the games. <laughs> uh, and it, it, like, it's very nostalgic, but at the same time, they took that, that series and that world that seems kind of crazy to even dream <laughs> to adapt to live action. To live action, yeah. The fact that this is live action is insane to and me. And they do it in such an insanely good way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I give it five We could stars. do a whole episode on Speed Racer. I, I think it's kind of like a transcendent piece of media in a visual sense. Like, everything that I love about movies... 
um, is kind of here and amazing. Its energy is at like a million and two. I was about to say, um, I want to be an editor and a cinematographer, and the editing and cinematography in this are like groundbreakingly good. <laughs> I don't understand how they did it. <laughs> my, I put my I put in my review Mad Max Fury Road silly nephew. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Yeah, no, the comedy is great. The characters are great. The filmmaking is great. Um, I definitely highly, highly recommend Speed Racer. Very good stuff. I gave it a 10 out of 10. Then I rewatched Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes. It's got Gary Oldman and Tim Roth. (laughs) Very, very weird movie, but I wanted to rewatch it, and I still really enjoyed it. Robbie uh, walked in (laughs) while I was watching it. Um, and and just said freaking theater kids. My kids, it's, it's just a gay the theater most, kid it, buddy. It's just a gay theater kid buddy comedy. It's all it is. <laughs> and uh, like I said, I put a, I quoted that in my review and put fair enough because that's the most accurate review you could say for it. Really is. <laughs> I gave it four stars, though. I I very much enjoy it. Yeah, I remember it being pretty good. I caught like one scene of it. it. I think I think the concept itself is just so cool. Like having characters, like weird side characters <laughs> of a Shakespeare play, be like aware that they are a thing outside of Shakespeare, and they keep popping around to the different scenes that required for, <laughs> and just like spewing out their lines. Pretty good, <laughs> I uh, say. And then also on the 29th, we watched the Bogart suspense <laughs> picture with the surprise finish. <laughs> He's reading oh, the poster right now. The poster now, is so ugly. It really is. It's uh, kind of a terrible poster. In a, in a lonely place. In a lonely place, yes. Nicholas Ray, baby. Humphrey Bogart. We're out here. Very good. Uh, yeah, very good. Not quite... I said, I said in my review, it's very, very good, but not quite as good as another uh, f- uh, 50s film that is about a screenwriter, Micah. That, that is true, depending on which one you're talking about. I'm, talk- I'm talking about uh, Sunset Boulevard, of course, Micah. Yeah, mm. I think so. Is there another fifties movie? Or and like I I was talking specifically nineteen fifty, like the oh, year. Oh, nineteen fifty. I did say fifties, but I misspoke my yeah, yeah, Sunset like, Boulevard. I guess Sunset Boulevard's better. I'm just not a big <laughs> fan. Mike is like, oh, one of the best noirs ever made. I guess it's all right. <laughs> In a lonely place was a lot of fun though. It um, is, yeah. The main character. I think it was the only time I've actively liked a Humphrey Bogart character. Should, I'm just not a, I'm just check not out a Humphrey Ca- Bogart. You fan. should check out Casablanca sometime, Micah. You really should. I think you might like it actually. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a Humphrey Bogart <laughs> fan, but uh, I, I like this character in this plot. Yeah. It was interesting. It was fun. I gave it four stars. Uh, I gave it a four and a half. I, I thought it was really great. <laughs> Then, then we watched the the hit "Sing to Your Razor Blades" movie, Sweeney Todd. Are there, and are there the multiple Demon sing Barber to, of Fleet Street? Are there multiple movies where people sing to razor blades? I don't know. The Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter one. Sweeney Todd, baby, um, and it was a lot of fun. But it's it really so, was. so, so, so weird. It really because is. Because you have like a weird, <laughs> your base material is a very weird comedy <laughs> Broadway show written by what's his face? I forget his name. He's a very distinct style. He wrote Into the Woods. Very much. He wrote Sweeney Todd. He's yeah. a style. You have this man's show, <laughs> and then you take that to the weirdest director possible, casts an entire cast of non singing people. Um,. 
Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's just so weird. It's really fun. Yeah, no, I I think it's a lot of fun. And I'm glad it was rated R. Yes. The, the, oh, this would have sucked. Gore, the gore is fun. I was about to say this would have this would have been a lot less fun if it was PG-13. In, in reality. Uh, but it's just so funny watching, like, because like, uh, like, it, it feels like it's trying to play it straight, but also be a comedy. Like, it knows it's, it's so weird. It knows it's funny, but it's also, like, from a character standpoint, playing it straight. Yeah, it's it's really odd in so many ways, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I just think it's almost mesmerizing to watch. It's got such a stilted energy, but somehow still works. Yeah, I think its biggest problem, like, and if you were going to sum up its problems, is that its energy is just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> it has no moment. It's kind of tripping, kind of tripping up the stairs kind of energy is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I still really enjoyed it. Uh, I gave it three and a half. I also gave it a three and a half. Uh, then on the first, we watched Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass! Then also on the first, but late enough that it was the second, <laughs> we watched What's Up, Doc, a rewatch. Yeah! 1970s screwball comedy. Yeah. Very fun. We Childhood grew, we classic, kinda, I was about to say, we kind of grew up on this movie. Kind of kind of grew up on it. Who'd have thunk, thunk it? Uh, it's really funny. I was worried it, was, definitely recommend I it. Was worried it wasn't going to be funny. Yeah, Because we too. hadn't seen it in like five years. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was really fun. It was. Very, very funny. Uh, surprisingly good fourth wall breaks, too. <laughs> hey, and apparently our cousin, who hadn't logged it before, really likes it. Hey, there you go. He gave it a four and a half. Wait, is he actually active on Letterboxd again? Yeah. He got a profile picture. Yeah, he's got a new profile picture. I mean, I still don't think he's, like, logging. I love how we're, like, keeping him anonymous. He's Zach. He was on our Spider-Man episode and the Knives Out episode, if you want to go back and listen to those. Yeah. <laughs> Very good movie. I yeah, like it. What's I it like talk? it a lot. Give it four and a half. I give it a four. I believe it lacks a lot in many of its pacing Funny movie, funny. But funny movie is funny. Haha. And on the third, we watched The Sixth Sense. Whoa. The Shoe Milan. Do I have to watch the other five senses to get this one, guy? Yes. It's been a bit since I watched it. It was nice to rewatch. It's still a fun movie. Yeah, very it's still fun, not yeah. 100% like I like. I do I do usually just have a kind of something against <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan's direction style and writing style. I think it works really well But here. I think this is one of the best instances of it working. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I don't know. I got no problem. <laughs> it's a solid, it's a no solid thriller. I'll, I I'll it, say it. I give it four stars. I'll stand by that. It's really fun. I still think it kind of is like... Um, I get like this energy from Shyamalan films a lot where it's just like... While they were making it, they were like, "Oh man, this is so cool!" <laughs> that I mean, did energy. You, did you watch the? Yeah, I was the about to say thing. watching the behind the scenes kind of confirmed that. I think I think Shyamalan oh, acted like so thought cool. this was like a divine movie <laughs> for the fact that like everything just like worked out for it. Yeah, um, and like they're talking about it like it's a grand <laughs> spiritual experience, and I'm like, it's a fun it's, movie. It's a good movie. I don't know the 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 child acting is surprisingly great in Dude. it. The child acting. What's up with that? Outstanding. I didn't think children could act. Tom, Tommy Tomasino, <laughs> that commercial, <laughs> cinema. If it was just that commercial, if it would have been a five the, out of five. The cough syrup commercial is <laughs> so good. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. The twist is still really great at the end of it. Um, 
Yeah. And not to mention a lot of the technical stuff. I always wondered why the atmosphere was so like unsettling for a majority of the movie. And then we watched the behind the scenes stuff. And they, they say some pretty cool things yeah, I was about, about the, to say, the way it was made. Like The yeah, way they designed the a lot too. of the ambient noise. And it, it was very cool. You get cool. that kind of, they thought it was super cool. But at the same time, there is a lot of craft put behind No, yeah, it. no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's a really well-crafted thriller. Um, some of its other elements don't work as well. Um, but like... It is really cool, and a lot of the technical <laughs> stuff that they achieve in it is very cool as well. Then, because it was October 3rd... It's October 3rd. We watched Mean Girls. Mean Girls, baby. Which is always just a super fun movie. One of my favorite comedies. Like, it's just it's just good. <laughs> I don't have too much to comment on it. It's hilarious. It's The performances are outstanding. It's really, really surprisingly well-written. Yes, it is. What the heck are you doing, Tina Fey? <laughs> what was Tina Fey good writer, question mark? How did it happen? Um, yeah, no, it's just like I don't know. I've, if anyone says women aren't funny, show them this movie, right? Show them that's this. My, that's what I'm saying. And Hot Rod, Hot Rod, also yes, because that was actually directed. <laughs> Two by outstanding women, comedies written and directed. Well, this one. I was about directed. to say this one's directed by Mark Waters. Both unfortunately, written. yeah, Mark Waters too. We watched several <laughs> other Mark Waters movies since the last time we watched this. Yikes! And yikes! Yeah, this is definitely his best one. He did. He's all that. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> but yeah, um, Mean Girls, fantastic. I love it. Um, four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. Good stuff. Good Great stuff. stuff, even. Great stuff, even. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what we watched uh, since Over the Garden Wall. We're uh, getting spooky over yeah, here on recently Spooky season, October. <laughs> spooky. spooky. We promised that we were going to do Beetlejuice at some point. This yes. season, so we're gonna do that at some point. I thought you said Beetlejuice, like Beale Street. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but we'll do Beetlejuice at some point. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Another Tim Burton off the list. I'm really hungry, so wrap it up. <laughs> okay, um, thank you for listening. Go watch Midnight Mass. Uh, it's very, very good. Um, you missed watching Mean Girls yeah, on October 3rd. You, if you didn't do it, <laughs> doom on you. Doom on, go watch just Speed go watch Mean Girls right now. Anyway. Go watch Speed Racer. Go yes, watch go thing. watch Speed Racer. Oh my gosh. Midnight Mass, all that stuff. Go do it. Um, have, a good, have a good week. We'll catch you next time. And uh, I'm going to go get some food. I'm also kind of hungry. need to go, go upstairs watch something and eat. I'm really hungry. Munch, so, munch. So munch, munch and stop the recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>